Welcome to the 99 Percenters, where everybody has a story. Part of Pull Tab Sports Family. I'm Dan Herman here with Nate Dog. How's it going, Nate Dog? It's good, good, good. Glad yeah. to be here. We got a special guest today. Um, we'll get to him in a little bit, but before that, we kind of want to talk a little bit about what is a 99 Percenter. Um, have you ever told a story about how you almost made it to the big leagues, but you got screwed? Or have you watched a college hockey game and told the guy next to you you were better than number seven on the ice? You're a 99 percenter. Have you ever almost won something but somehow got screwed? The rules, the guy you're playing against, somebody screwed you? You're a 99 percenter. I know Nate Dog's got a bunch of stories about that. Yeah, that's that's why I love I love everything we're talking about here. We're talking about the 99 percent of people that have a story about, you know, something that might have happened. 20, 30 years ago, and they, they have in the back of their head, like, and they can replay it in the next five minutes and have all the emotions and everything like that. And I don't want to hear the story about the guy that made it. I want to hear there's guys that made it, but they might have a single story of how they got screwed or they could have a lifetime event that happened where something happened maybe in squirts or bantams or your, you know, your dance mom and your daughter didn't get a certain spot. Uh, we want to hear those stories and then we're going to kind of decide. Do we really think you're a 99 percenter or do we think it's bullshit? Are you a one percenter? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's funny you said that, you know, some guys might have made it because our guest today, you know, when they hear who it is and what he's done, they're going to think that he made it. But boy, does he have a story at the end that I think he might be a 99 percenter. Yeah. So we'll get right into it. Today we got our first episode, episode one, St. Paul native, Jack Hanahan. How's it going, Jack? Great. Thanks for having me, boys. Yeah, are you excited, nervous? How's it feeling? Uh, you know, it feels like I uh, just made three airs and struck out three times, and there's microphones in front of me again, and <laughs> and now I got to explain what happened. Oh, that guy hit a ball about 150 at me at third. I just know it wasn't going in the glove, so I <clears throat> knocked her down with the chest and threw her in the third row of the stands and lost the game for the team. But yeah. you know, it kind of feels like that cash option that the Red Sox gave you and never played you. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so, so people that might not know who Jack is, we'll get into Jack's story here. But uh, 614 Major League Baseball games uh, between five teams and a little time in Korea. Got traded for the Red Sox for cash. That's what Nate Dog was joking about. We'll get into that, too. But uh, we'll start at the beginning. So, Jack, St. Paul, go to Creighton. You guys, from what I hear from your buddies and guys that I know from Creighton, that, that team was unbelievable. I we uh that team was unbelievable. 97, 98, we didn't lose a game. Jimmy O'Neill, Snap Leitner, um, outstanding coaches. We were in the St. Paul City Conference at the time, but that doesn't matter because we we beat everybody that ever showed up and we had a bunch of studs. I I graduated and not even thinking I was the best player on my team. Like Luke Vogel. Still holds the home run record uh, in, in Minnesota high school. Uh, Brian Gornick went on to uh, Air Force, played hockey, was a stud baseball player. Well, our team was so good, Joe Maurer didn't make the team his freshman year, which at that time, there's no freshman that has ever made it. Yep. And we had Nick Burke, brother of Matt Burke, yep. who, who was a catcher, and he was good. And uh, But that was kind of a rule then. It's changed now. It's kind of revolved now. But – um, we were we were stacked. We had a look, bunch of studs. Did you guys win the state tournament? Two years in a row. Never yeah. lost a game. Two years. Didn't lose a game. Danny did not lose a game. Yeah, <laughs> we what, won the state tourney both <laughs> both years. What what position were you? Third base. Third base. Yeah. Okay. So you're just throwing heaters from third to first, and all trying. of a sudden, 
How many home? You hit a lot of home runs? Not many. Okay. Um, in high school? Yeah. No, not many. So uh, you, I don't know. So you go from Creighton, never losing a game. And you get an offer from the University of Minnesota, or did you get offers from other colleges, or how'd that work? University of Minnesota, uh, Rob Fornasier showed up in the house, early signing period. I knew I wanted to go to the University of Minnesota out of the gates because Dennis Denning baseball camps, when I was young, going to go over to Crete, and they had three pitching machines going, balls flying everywhere. Um, and all of a sudden, these, these like, gopher baseball players would show up and, like, be, co- like, sometimes coaches. Getting paid well, 20 bucks and they don't want to be well, there. No, but yeah. <laughs> well, Wes Denny was a son of uh, Dennis, now yeah. is a big time uh, stud cop in St. Paul. But he, he, they'd show up and they're full of unis. And I just like looked at these guys. I was like, oh my God, that's who I want to be. And, uh, you know, they're, they're talking about baseball and they're like, hey, uh, who's, whose mom is over there in the, in the stands? <laughs> <laughs> like, what? Yeah. It's not my mom. Yeah. <laughs> But as soon as I looked at these guys, full uni, golfers, representing your state, you grew up in, I'm like, that's where I want to go. Early signing period, Rob Fournier showed up at my house, boom, signed. I was going to the University of Minnesota. So before Nate Dodd jumps in here, did you have offers anywhere else? No. Did you go on college visit? No, I didn't, I didn't have to. I went, I went me, me, my dad and I went to, I was going to, they wanted me to walk on and play football at the U. So we went over, they invited us to practice and. My dad and I walked in, and we were in Beerman, the old Beerman building. Yep, it's just, yep. It was like the walls were falling. It was a it dump. Was a, it was bad. Dump. Like super bad. It was, it was a st- for, <laughs> people, for people listening, it was a study hall for the athletes, and it was a dump. So the football players are running off, and my dad and I are sitting there, and I'm just going, oh, my God. Oh, my God. And I just turned to my dad. I'm like, these guys are huge. I don't want to play football. He goes, good choice, Jack. Let's go to the baseball office. I said, okay. So really, really quick, uh, I have on here that – so you mentioned uh, you're looking at football, but you were also all-conference in basketball at Creighton. Yeah, I wasn't a very good basketball player. How are you all-conference? Well, because I played defense. I played, a, I played a lot of good – I played really hard defense. I think I led the St. Paul City Conference in technical fouls. Nate Dogg, you'd probably be <laughs> yeah. proud of me about that. Well, I'm just saying, in my head, I'm thinking, all right, baseball, the conference is probably pretty weak for baseball. But to get all-conference in the inner city league in basketball, it's got to be pretty impressive, don't you think? I would think you're pretty good. You ever played Highland Park? <laughs> they, they can play. Yeah. They, they're good. They are good. Um, but hoops, I was never very good. Okay. I, I played some D, ran the point, dished it off. You know, but yeah, basketball is basketball. But but you know what basketball did is made me a better baseball player. That's a good point because a lot a lot of kids now play one sport. You know what football did is made me a better baseball player. Football made me tough mentally, physically, and basketball made me like quick on my feet. You yeah. know, agility wise, conditioning wise. Yeah. So you you're on the board of play multiple sports as a kid versus these crazy hockey parents that play hockey year round. Play every sport you can. Yep. So going back to the U of M now. Before I went to college, I had no idea what this is. And when you go to college, you realize how hard it is to obtain. Jack was an All-American. So in hockey terms, there's five All-Americans in the West, five on the East. Baseball, I'm assuming it's nine on the West, nine on the East. That's a pretty big accomplishment. Did you get that your freshman year, All-American? I have no idea. Uh, No, 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 junior year. Junior year, All-American. Junior year, yeah. Uh, freshman, sophomore, I was academic All-American. <laughs> was that the, was that the years when the, the Gopher basketball team had the tutors yeah. doing their homework and they slipped on over to the for, baseball team? For, for some reason, she never came over and did our papers, but she was good at doing the, uh, the basketball papers. Okay, so we got 
college. I mean, did you, I'm assuming you met, spent some time at the library. I mean, I know I did when I played. Which there. library? The one where the drinks were oh hashtag free. Yeah. Yes. Yes. <laughs> the library was great. Uh, the basement was a little. Um, I don't know. A little rough down there. Um, but upstairs, it was a great library. It was a. When my parents called me and said, "Hey, what, uh, Dad, I was Mom, I was in the library all night." <laughs> Grinding it out. <laughs> I, I, I remember it took my dad, Donnie Baseball, a couple times to be like, you're spending what at the library? Because, you know, you don't have any money as a kid, so my dad let me have an ATM card. And mm -hmm. I think he caught on pretty darn quick that it wasn't books I was buying. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, I've been in a library a few times, and, you know, being at Minnesota State Mankato, I remember uh, we used to get free kegs on Saturday night for the hockey team. And uh, I brought my grandpa Buzz, who was about 75 at the time, and they weren't making drinks stiff enough for him, so <laughs> they kept sucking him back. And he said he hadn't puked in 40 years. And he puked, <laughs> puked the whole way home. My mom had, my mom and grandma had to drive him in the back. He was laying in the caravan in the back. So. <laughs> oh yeah. So yeah, I, I think everybody has that, you know, that one spot where you went to after after games, and most athletes were there. Yeah, 100. percent So so Jack, so did you? So we go from college to pro. So you played for Oakland, Cincinnati, Cleveland, Seattle, Detroit. I don't think I'm missing anybody there, but did you get drafted or, or did you, did you leave? Did you leave early or did you stay all four I, years? No, I got drafted. I, I got drafted in 01. Like the uh, 700th round? Doesn't baseball have a ton of rounds? Yeah, at that time I think they had 52 rounds. 50, 52. I don't know. Um, Who drafted you? Detroit Tigers in 01. Third, okay. In the third round. Oh wow! Yep, yep. Um, no big deal. And got a nice little signing bonus. <laughs> yeah. Bought a little Ford Expedition. Sick, you know, billet, billet grill. It's all, you know, and um, there I went. I went off to Lakeland, Florida, and I was in the Detroit uh, minor leagues. Literally lived in a concrete. It was like this this room with just walls, uh, two beds, no internet, no TV, no nothing. And he played baseball. That's all you did. So, so was that single A, double A, triple A? That was 01. He brought you in. It was... You, yeah, that was just a spring first spring training. Okay. So then I made the um, rookie balls. All the uh, like the Dominicans, the young Dominicans, sixteen year olds, all the way up, is uh, the rookie ball. Short season A is all the college kids that got drafted. Oyanta, uh, New York. They didn't sell beer in the stadium, <laughs> and there'd be like three people in the stadium. <laughs> Mom, dad, and uncle. Surprise, surprise. Yeah. You know? <laughs> and um, I just remember hearing the like the lights, just you know. And you're playing baseball, and um, I, I played good there. Um, two weeks, I, I spent two weeks there. Then I got bumped up to Grand Rapids, Michigan, which was a blast. Have you been to the Bob there? Oh, I've never heard of the Grand Bob. Rapids, the Bob. It's never got the four bars, the four levels. No. Yeah, you've never heard <laughs> no. of the Bob. No. I wasn't old enough. Are you bullshitting me? No, I didn't have an idea. I mean, I wasn't 21. Oh, okay. I was at the Bob. Okay, yeah. gotcha. We used to go there when we'd play the Griffins. We'd stop at the Bob and just say hi. Hmm. Um, so, you're in, so you're in Grand Rapids. So how long were you in the minors till you made your major league debut? Maybe five, six years. You were, It's that long, huh? Oh, yeah. It was a grind. I, I got to double-A in Erie, Pennsylvania. Awesome, awesome place to play. Three colleges within like five miles of each other. It's like Mercyhurst, Gannon, and one more. But awesome place to play. People loved it. They showed up. Double-A is the first time I, I saw a fastball like, over 95 and they just 
gas and I, I couldn't hit it, like, yeah. especially inside. I was like, oh. So I do another year there, barely can hit it, do a little better. And then I got bumped up to um, the next year, um, went up to AAA? Toledo Mudhens in AAA. And yeah. um, same type of deal. Um, so so five, five years in the minors, mm -hmm. I spent four. Is there ever a point where you're like, this isn't going to happen? Yeah. Well, many of those, especially a couple of those times I got hurt, you know, came home and I've had good buddies, like best buddies saying, so like, what do you want to do? What are you going to do? I'm like, I'm going back and I'm playing yep. fucking baseball. What are you talking yep. about? You know, I mean, like I'm committed to this sport and fucking you can rip the jersey off me if you want, but I'm going to give it everything I got and we'll see where it takes me. Yep. No, that's awesome. So I got on here, your major league debut. What do you remember about that? Who was it for? Not much. You don't remember? You well, yeah, Major League. Yeah, I mean, I was in Detroit. Um, Jim Leland, one of my favorite managers of all time. Jim Leland is an absolute stud. Junkyard dog. The guy is, I don't know, five, six, seven. I don't know. He was a, just banged heaters all the time. And he just ripped down a heater. like, And then I'm like watching him on the bench. And no, no smoke. He wouldn't exhale a smoke. I'm like, where's he going? And he just, he just cup it and he sit on the bench. He would wear my, uh, metal cleats, nut cup every game. He was an absolute stud. I showed up early one day. I brought my buddies in when I got called up to Detroit in 06. That year they went to the World Series. I only was there for like um, maybe like two weeks, not even. But of course, all my boys show up yep. like, hey, let's go bring you in the clubhouse. You know, yep. let's go. Yep. Well, I'm not thinking anybody's going to be there, but the clubby. Jim Leland, Skipper, is in there, his shirt off, baseball pants, metal cleats, and he's just pumping iron. I'm like, oh, shit. And he pops up and he walks over. I'm like, hey, Skip, oh, these are my buddies. Oh, oh. <laughs> They're all point two. <laughs> no, no. And he just hand out hey nice to meet you come on i'll show you around this place oh that's awesome detroit yeah he was an absolute stud and i've never played for a guy a manager that umpires absolutely feared this man <laughs> oh my god leland <laughs> jump out of the dugout and they're just like oh sorry uh, did i mess it up okay yeah screwed it up so speaking of jim Le leland uh i've known jack for a couple of years and nate dog i don't know if you heard this story but jack's got to tell this the story about when he when he came out and and tore you guys apart and talk about who was on the team and this was the year you guys almost won it right that well that was that was the year that um yeah they went to the world series um we played kansas city and they stunk they were so bad they were so bad and um we had a lefty going i got sent down right after this i was the last you know last guy to, you know on the team so as soon as a starter gets shelled the last position player is gone <laughs> to get another pitcher up there. Yeah. So I'm just watching him. I'm going, God, just throw a strike, you know, or just try to get a guy out. And it's just pow, pow, pow. So <clears throat> after the game, uh, Jim Leland walks in. and you guys, got your, you guys got spanked, right? We got our asses kicked. Yeah. yeah. We, were the best, we, were leading the league, we were leading our American League. And we had a bunch of – I mean, our team was like just an all-star team. Like Pudge was the catcher. Um, Dimitri Young, um, Pasito Polanco was a second baseman, Edgar Renteritas. You're loaded. Loaded. Yeah. Uh, um, uh, 
uh, what's his name in left field? Played for the Braves, didn't he? Why am I blanking on his name? Oh, Sheffield. Gary Sheffield. Sheffield, yeah, Sheffield. Yeah. And um, so it, it turned out they had, we had 21 fly ball outs. Like guys were just trying to go deep, you know. And Leland walks in, full uni, and he just starts screaming at everybody. And in Detroit, it was like a long clubhouse. So like, it, it was like a little wider than a bowling alley, but it's long. So he'd pop out of his office, he'd open the door and just smoke would come out. <laughs> and he, here he comes. And he'd start just walking down and he'd just, you guys, are you jet me? 21 fly ball out. Why don't you call your agents and tell you how good you are? You guys stink. You can't hit. And uh, I'm just like, oh my God. Like, I'm looking around like, Who's in this locker room? I'm like, there's a bunch of studs in here, like all stars. And this guy's bearing them. I'm like, this is awesome. <laughs> so I'm just sitting there, sitting there, haven't taken anything off. And I'm just like watching. Oh. All of a sudden, so he buries us, goes back to his office, door closes. So everybody starts kind of changing. They're kind of like, oh, whatever, changing, taking their stuff off. All of a sudden, we hear a door just boom, pop open again. I barely even had my jersey off. And I look up, here he comes. Cleats, cleats, <laughs> cleats, baseball pants, and and no shirt on. Hey, I'm not done with you guys. If you think this is going to win, you think we're going to go to the World Series, you think we're going to win with everybody trying to hit home runs for you and your agents, I got news for you. We're not. And he he just starts screaming, yelling at everybody. Everybody's, you know. Okay, Did he have okay. a cigarette in his mouth, too? No, no, he didn't. No, he didn't. Sorry, keep going. No, Sorry, no, keep going. no. Um, all of a sudden he disappears. Okay. So now everybody's getting dressed and, you know, people are about to go to the shower and I'm in my undies and, and all of a sudden, boom, the door opens again. I look up and here he comes, <laughs> here he comes. He still has his metal cleats on and now he's in his, his, his undies, and the ruts, like the slider shorts with his nut cup on, no shirt on. And he's just, I'm not done with you guys. You want to be good? Then you gotta play like you know, and it was I just I'll never forget it. And I just remember just like looking at this guy, I was like, this guy is an absolute stud. Mm -hmm. And it was Yeah. Yeah. Well that nowadays is normal 21 flyouts because everybody's going for the entertainment, right? Yeah. Hit the long ball. Yeah. That's what pays. I mean, teams win by four or five home runs in a game. Yeah. Sometimes lose. Right. Four or five home runs yeah. in a game. Yeah. I, hopefully that's going to change with the with this shift bullshit that's going on. Like they're going to, you know, can't be on the second base, can't be in the outfit. Yeah. You're going to see a lot of good hitters start hitting again from that. I mean, it was like. The shift was out of control. <laughs> the shift is, I felt yeah. the shift ruined baseball. Maybe because yeah. I was a player and it, I did, I, you know, I'd be up and all of a sudden they'd be playing somewhere and all of a sudden I got two strikes on me. And all of a sudden everybody moves. I'm going. What's going on? Nah, yeah. Really? Do I really hit the ball there? And all of a sudden, boom, I'll hit a bullet up the middle, give the pitcher a haircut, and the, and the shortstop or second baseman is just <laughs> it's right behind second base. So like, it's not even fair. I have a question about that. When someone does a shift on somebody, why don't you just bunt it down third base? It's not that easy. I mean, have okay. you ever tried to bunt a 100-mile-an-hour baseball that's that's cutting and, and, and sinking? Do you know who? I'll be honest. Do you, I don't. I don't think it's that difficult. Do you I know? Mean, you stick your bat out there. I mean, it could be that. I mean, I've watched. Well, yeah, I mean, you can watch guys all the time. I mean, I was gonna I, say it doesn't look like it's that difficult. Do, to hit a do ball. you know who beat me out barely <laughs> for the Nebraska Lincoln yeah. Southeast shortstop? Yeah. Alex Gordon. Yeah. I could bunt one down third. He yeah. he's a left fielder. 
Here's the thing. You, not only that, not only, <laughs> now the, not only that, Danny, you get three times to try and bunt it. It's not like yeah. you fail the first time. You're just out, right? Yeah. In hockey, you don't get to go, oh, shit. I wanted to go up her corner and it came off my stick wrong. These guys are like, no, go out there and stand. And they got to throw it. They got to throw the ball within, like, what, 18 inches for a strike? You can always pull your well, back. Those umpires are horrible. <laughs> I mean, those umpires. There's there's a few good umpires in Major League Baseball. But there's a lot of shitty ones. But who want? But be honest, who the hell wants to bunt? Nobody. <laughs> you're not, no, you're not getting so, paid to bunt. Exactly. Yeah, but you're not getting paid to bunt. Nate, Dog, yeah. you're playing a sport where you're thirty percent good at it. You go three for ten, you're making oh, yeah. millions. Batting three hundred, I'd be buttoning down that line all day long, <laughs> beating it out. Well, bullshit. Sorry, Charlie. If there's tail in the stands, right? Oh, yeah. They want to see the long ball. They're not going to be like, dude, do you want two for three and we want to hook up? I could go one for five with a bomb. Then I'm freaking hooking up with the Blondie in the second <laughs> row. You know what I mean? I don't give a shit about botting. The team might want to bot, but I'm like, shit, there's more than that. And, you know, there's there's life after after the sport, right? Yeah. I always, and my, my funny thing is like when I talk to professional athletes, like you're our entertainer for those three hours, four hours. Like they get pissed, but you're supposed to entertain the fans. Yep. I want to see a home run. I don't want to see a guy button down third base because he put a shift. But I also don't want to see the shift either. Yeah, yeah right. No, I, I want. I want. I want to see guys. But yeah. I want. I want to see guys. If they if they can smoke a ball back up that's going ninety, like you're saying ninety eight, and it's cutting, right? And <laughs> you can luck. hit it up. This and you hit it a great. You line it up and you hit it. You should get a warning with the hit. You shouldn't be guys can play it. It's already hard enough to hit that ball. You know, you can now go back to golf too. Like the it's stationary and it's still hard to hit it. Now now you got a crowd going nuts. Right. Don't know what's coming. Right. I mean, and, and I always say like in baseball, I always look at like if there's a walk, it opens up the field for the hitter. Right. Because now the guy's got to cover first. Yeah, don't but I, but I think but I think there's nothing worse than the setting it up and having eight guys on the field and watching a guy rip one. And it's just an easy ground ball. Out. Yeah, it'll be fun to see next year how it changes. I yeah. think. So. So, Jack, you got uh, was about, I think, eight years Major League Baseball. Yeah. Six hundred some games. See, I played in 600 something. I watched a lot more <laughs> on the bench, especially in the American League. So speaking of that, so you played for Oakland, Cincinnati, Cleveland, Seattle, Detroit. And you've told me a funny story. Before we get to your 99 percenter story, because right now listeners are like, dude, Jack's a one percenter. Mm-hmm. So Jack's told me a story. I think it was Seattle with the uh, you weren't playing much. And and uh, the one guy in front of you who batted in front of you kept getting beaned. Mm. And you had to do something about it. We might be able to throw this on our YouTube channel if it's still out there. No, the, 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 you're talking. You're talking about Cleveland. Cleveland, yeah. yeah okay. Sin Su Chu, my boy. <laughs> tell us, tell Korea, Nate Dog this story. <laughs> so, I'm in Cleveland, and I loved Cleveland's organization, the the Indians, now the Guardians. Chris Antonetti, print, uh, president of baseball, absolute stud. He was the GM when I was there. Mark Shapiro was the um, a president he's now in in uh toronto but awesome team awesome teammates it was uh you know we were good we were good and we 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 wanted to win like as a team when in the minor leagues i felt that a lot but in the big leagues it was just like you know if i got you know this guy just wants his four hits and if his they win the clues yeah, yeah i mean but this this was a team that hey we wanted to win no matter what if you were all for five who gives a shit if you went you know mm-hmm. um you're excited pumped up having fun uh hugging people in the um locker room so this 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 game sin Chu, korean stud 
Um, one of one of the top five hitters I've ever played with, and he. Um, so he ends up getting bean. We're playing San Francisco uh, there, and this guy who was pitching, he's horrible. Oh, he, he's good, but he just he, if he doesn't if there's a base open, he'll hit you in a heartbeat just to get rid of you, and then to face somebody else, you know. And so he ends up drilling Chewy in the hand, breaks his thumb. We miss Chew for eight weeks. It should have been 12, but it's eight. That's a different story. He had a doctor coming from Korea <laughs> doing the snake juice. That's a different story. And I think it works. I don't know. But Chu comes back. And, um, well, this guy then now gets traded to Kansas City. So we're playing Kansas City. And we're right in the hunt. And, um, you know, there's some bad blood, obviously, with this guy and how he hit Chu. And there's a guy in second base, two outs, and he just drilled Chu. And that's when he broke his thumb. So now we're in KC, and um, this guy, uh, and so I see this guy uh, pitching. And so I grabbed Chu in the locker room. I said, listen to me. If this guy hits you, I said, take off and charge him. I said, he, Chu was leading the league and being hit by pitches at this time. Like, they just, they would hit him. He was such a good hitter. If he got it, if, if they left something out over the plate, his hands were extended, and it was damage, damage. Uh, I said, listen. If this guy hits you, charge him out. Go get him. And I promise you, promise you, I will be there with one. Just tackle him, hit him, do whatever you want to do. I'll be there one second later, and I'll take care of everything. I, I'll take care of it. And, uh, oh, okay, 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 Hannah, okay. <laughs> and uh, sure as shit, first, uh, first at bat, uh, he gets in a 3-1 count, and this guy just puts one right in his ribs. <laughs> And Chewy slams the bat, and he looks at him, and he starts pointing at him. And I'm in the dugout going, "Go get him! Go get him!" You know. And and, and he just kind of says, and then the catcher just flies around and just kind of grabs grabs Chewy. And I'm like, "I'm going <laughs> from the dugout." Yeah. So I just took off in the dugout. I took off and uh, he wasn't ready for me, so I didn't blast him. So I just kind of. Had a really good adult conversation with him about. You didn't get Robbie. Not, not hitting. You didn't get Robbie Ventura, did you? No, no. But I, I could have easily, <laughs> easily. He was a lefty. Yeah. Those lefties. I don't like fighting those lefties. They beat the shit. <laughs> so you charged the mound from yeah, the dugout. Yeah. So I just went over there and yeah, charged the mound. Did all the benches clear all that crap? You yeah. Guys played tummy sticks. So, uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, no punches yeah. thrown. Just a lot of talking, <laughs> a lot of hugging. You know. So pretty much a typical baseball fight. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's a dime a dozen, right? <laughs> Jack goes back, feels a little bit bigger, a little oh, taller. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. He, was, he was probably out for two weeks. <laughs> you know, arm strain, lower leg weakness or whatever, you know, stuff like that, you know. All right, so we got these, we got all our listeners. How is Jack a 99 percenter? So Jack's got a story he's going to tell here. Obviously, very successful Major League Baseball career, college career, um, a lot of accolades, everything. He's gonna get into a golf story here that you guys are not gonna believe. We won't. We don't gotta say who it was, where it was at. I'd like to. You get I'd it like up to bury. To, up to I mean, you. this is a this is a joke. What happened here? But so I'll I'll start it off. So Jackson it, Jackson yeah. a member guest at a uh, golf course here. Maybe might have been last summer, and uh, there was some you know member guests. I don't know if people know about them, but there's money on the line. You can win some money. Eighty eight k. Yeah, eighty eight thousand. I think there's a restaurant called Danny's there or something. 
No, not that one. Oh. First of all, the, the sport of golf is so frustrating to me. Like the ball's not moving. It's just sitting there. You have this high powered club or whatever. You just got to touch this thing and it should go where you want it to go. Well, it doesn't. Yep. And um, the more you play something, I've always been a believer. The more you play something, you should be better. You should get better at it. Right. You should get good at it. I don't get good at golf for some reason. Anyway, so my first member guest, uh, member guest, I'm super excited. Call my boy. Hey, hey you want to, you want to, can you, it's a Thursday or Friday. I'm like, why would you do a member a Thursday, Friday? It's like do people work, you know, like people have jobs, like Thursday, Friday, you know, not when you're a golf member, <laughs> it's a country club. Guys yeah. don't work with anything. There's a little different work <laughs> yeah. schedule there. Yeah. Um, anyway, so me and my uh, boy show up and, um, we're paired with another uh, two guys from Creton, one of which is um, a brother, Bill's brother. And um, it is literally, if, if you've never played golf out there, it's like it's always windy. And I, it was like super windy, windy, windy. And um, we start playing, and all of a sudden, uh, the Mauer boys just get hot, like, golfing and it, me and the other guy i'm spraying shit everywhere i'm a nine handicap and i've had good rounds i've had bad rounds but i'm just and it was was not my day and i you know who i do blame is the stretch lab i got stretched <laughs> out the first time and like, no free ads yeah well yeah. yeah well they blew they blew my round well don't you feel at the beginning of the year you're hitting the ball well and then the more you play it's like as you get stretched out and get increased <laughs> your game goes to shit you're like you know, first first nine holes, you're like, oh, I'm playing pretty well. But all of a sudden, your body gets warmed up, brought nine cocktails deep, and your game goes to shit. <laughs> so I've never been stretched out before, and this lady's just wrenching on me. Things are cracking them all. I get on the first tee, it's just, poof, poof, poof. I'm like, oh, fuck, it's going to be a tough round, Bill. I don't know. Hey, yeah, pick me up. He's like, hey, don't worry. 40 mile hour wins. The, we go out, and um, it was like, brother brother like hey i'm gonna beat you no i'm gonna beat you mm. you know big brother little brother stuff and um long story short my partner goes out and plays the absolute best round of his life absolute but i shot a 96 that round and um partner shot a 74 and it was it was um and billy's handicap was what a seven at the time nine billy was a nine and he and shot he, a 74 okay so he had a round of his life he chipped in, he chipped in twice, and he had two like 30 footers that dropped. Okay. And it was yeah. it was the best round I've ever seen Bill play in my entire life. And it was just because he, wa he wanted to beat his, his brother. brother, you know? And um, so I tied Bill four holes. I never beat him on any hole, but I, four, I tied him on four. So in that thing, we could have just what people do. You just cross out the, um, you know, your partner's score, and you, I, you they could have wrote mine in, yep. which is totally normal, I guess. I didn't. I had no clue. Yep. Whatever. Um. So, long story short, hey, Billy and I, are first round, we're in the first place, first after, place. after day one. And I'm like, yeah, Billy had a baby. Yeah. Way to go, man. You know, yeah. I shit the bed. I had a shot of ninety six. It was horrible. And, um, and, and this isn't just for for pennies. 
Like you're not winning a hundred bucks or a gift oh, card. Oh, he said eighty-eight thousand. Eighty-eight thousand. Yeah, it's not just yeah. a gift card or something at the shop. No, it, yeah. it's like nine hundred to get in, and then yeah. people are betting on every team, yeah. you know, beforehand. Yeah. And then, so the guy says, "There's eighty-eight thousand dollars in the pot," and I'm like, "Holy shit! Yeah. Oh my god!" So. I'm like, and we're in first place? This is unbelievable. <laughs> yeah. You know, after the worst round I've ever played. So they, they're roasting this pig. It was great. Um, I'm sitting, and they had a big table. So there's like 15 of us uh, uh, sitting down. And I just get the hold principal tap on the shoulder. And I'm like, and it's the pro. And I like the pro. I, I really do. I respect him. He's a great dude. Uh, he's like, Jack, can I talk to you? I was like, yeah. Had this, you know, it was like it was like I was back at Creighton Durham Hall. Getting, <laughs> he's like, oh shit, wearing white socks with your black shoes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hair, my hair was a little long in the neck in the JRLTC. Anyway, so he pulls me aside in 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 the place and says, um, "So Jack, um, listen, we need to talk." I'm like, "Okay, let's talk." And he goes, um, we, "We're we're going to take two strokes off your guest." <laughs> and I said, "No, you're not. <laughs> no, you're not." He goes, "Yes, Jack." Um, I go, pro, like his name. I said, how many years have you been here? And he told me 10. I said, how many golfers and gas have you ever taken strokes away from in a tournament? And he goes, none. I go, you've never done that ever? He goes, no. I go, well, you're not going to do it now. And he goes, the committee has ruled and we're taking two strokes. And then I turned to him, I said, I'm gonna. I want to talk to that committee right fucking now. <laughs> and you're, you're a couple of beers in. You're, you're yeah, golfing no, just, all day. Just a couple. Yeah, yeah, yeah you yeah. know. And um, he said, uh, "Okay." So he takes me right through the kitchen. We go into the <laughs> office, and it's two guys: the GM who was just hired, who played in this tournament last year. Yeah. His partner is playing in it. The you know. In so the that, committee's two guys. Three guys. Three. Three guys. It's a big committee. <laughs> Huge committee. Yeah. <laughs> And um, I just sat down with him. I said, listen, there's no chance that you're taking any strokes away from my guest. He has a le legitimate gin number, record, everything. I said, I'll grab 20 guys out here and bring him in and tell you that they played with him and he shot a, you know, you shoot anyway from whatever. And, you know. Well, they're basically calling you, this, and, you and Billy a liar. That's what that's. Yeah. So that's what, you know, um, there were some words exchanged uh there is, um, yeah. So I, I ended up saying, "Yep, I, I two-handed the door shut when I walked in," which probably I would have done a little differently looking back on it. But I mean, no, no, you, no you want? No, yeah, you probably want. not. But what what you're doing is you, you're calling. So I said, "Are you calling me a cheater?" No, no, no. Oh, you're calling my guest a cheater? No, no, Jack. No, no, no. I'm like, well, then listen. This is bullshit. There's no chance you're taking two strokes for my guy. I said, just wait, wait, wait it out. You know, if you tell us not to come back. If my guy shoots another 74 as a nine, listen, you just say, hey, you guys are never coming back. Real simple. Well, long, long story short, after a very heated conversation, I ended up leaving and came back that morning for the morning for the next one. And so the there's a shootout. The top six guys uh, go in a shootout and they go around and and those are the six that get paid from the pot. So correct. Yep. So so then I think the the even the sixth guy would get got probably got fifteen grand for coming in sixth place. But you guys, what do you shoot the next day? We bounce back. I shoot an eighty-five, and Bill shoots an eighty-six. 
Yeah. Exactly. No wind, no nothing. And um, so if you really combine his scores, he's back to a nine handicap. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, that's why I said just wait. Like, And I feel like if you're a one handicap, it's hard to have a really good day. But if you're a nine to 10, 12 handicap, you're allowed to have one good day once in a while. The guy right? played the best round of his yeah. life. And this dipshit says, oh, we're taking two strokes away. No, we got he, we got totally screwed. We got it, it was all this guy's buddies were in the tournament. I played you probably know? 100 rounds with Billy. Maybe seen him shoot in the seventies twice. You so know, now, so yeah. So, so that's, that that adds to the story. Yeah. So, so now, got, as, totally the, as the story ends, it gets even better. <laughs> so you guys tie to get in the shootout, don't you? Yes. Yeah, so there's a there's um, the six are in, and there's one there's there's a group of that are tied to do this chipping, whatever. So if they didn't take your strokes, you guys would have won the tournament outright the day before. <laughs> well, they would have been in. Correct. You guys would have won the tournament. They didn't take we, the we, we missed the We missed the tourney by one stroke. They took two away. I mean, just I was I immediately wanted to strangle somebody. So the scenario that you were scared of the next day happened, right? Because now those two strokes fucked you, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, and you're it like. It was a joke. Yeah. yeah. Then I mean, if you're not heated, then you're going to be, oh. you know, I'll let you, ex you explain it. But now you're going and going, this was our tournament. Like yeah. Bill played out of his mind. This is how you win a tournament. It's called golf. Yeah. You know, and you're a general manager and you make decisions that are just total <laughs> bullshit. I just said, let it play out, you know? Yeah. And uh, sure enough, we bounce back and it takes two strokes away. Uh, we missed the, missed the shootout by one stroke. And um, I wasn't happy about it. So, so this is Friday. This is the second day. Yeah. So, so I went back did in you there. Storm the castle. Yeah. I went. Yeah. Of course I did. What? Why? I mean, yeah. wouldn't you? Yes. I mean, Nate, it's you probably lot, would have killed somebody. It's a lot of money. Well, yeah. Not even that. But I mean, like you know, calling me a cheater. Well, that's the thing. Is like, listen, my partner owns three car dealerships. You think he gives a shit about the pot? No, yeah. he doesn't. Right. You know, and you just you took two strokes off him. You know, and then they sold they sold our team for like thirty five hundred bucks at the Calcutta. Did, didn't Thal have? Did, and and did, they, they didn't even uh, tell anybody that they yeah. just ripped two strokes from. I mean, it's bullshit. Yeah. So bullshit. Yeah. No, I think that's. Uh, I mean, that's why you take a nine handicap into that tournament in case he does play a good round. You have a great opportunity to win the tournament. Right. And then they want to come back and say, oh. You can't play that good. You can't play that good of a round here. So we're gonna we're gonna add two strokes. Well, <laughs> I could have put it on as a fucking eleven if I wanted to. You know, like what the hell is going on here? Yeah, it Not, was. Uh, well, we got we got good old boyed. I mean, like it was all the good old boys that were that been there for a long time, and you know, I was a second year guy there and brought my boy, and my guest, and we just they just fucking they buried us. Well, they I think just, yeah. just, I look at the situation too. You're with Billy, yeah. right? One of the nicest guy, honest guy. He, he would probably donate all the money and not even care. He just wants to say he won it. Right. Like say he just likes to say I won another tournament. Yeah. But I, I mean, if you had someone else like yourself, you guys probably went to show it up Friday because you probably been kicked off the grounds. You know, what I mean? like, <laughs> you know, if you didn't have Billy saying, you know, it's not that big of a deal. But if you had someone like Nate Dog or someone else, <laughs> we wouldn't have been coming back Friday because we wouldn't have been allowed to. You know what I mean? Because it is bullshit. You know, it's total bullshit. I mean, Danny, what do you think? You think it's a? I mean, he's a one percenter for that story. You played or? in that tournament, Danny? I played in the one that's the one day, and I won it. And I'm a, <laughs> and I'm a thirteen head cheater. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What? I'm yeah. a thirteen head. They take any, they take any you, strokes away from you? What you shoot? Well, Van, so so Vanek's like a six. Six. Hey, Vanek won it. So Vanek, second year so in a row, he's smart about it because so when I played in the one day tournament with him, they have a one day and a two day. The one day he, he knows I'm a 13, 14. And he goes, Danny, I need two birdies. That's it. I don't care what else you do. 
I got my two birdies. We won the tournament. Wow. Right? Because he know yeah. like, he knows to get a, a high handicap that can shoot well in yeah. a couple of holes. But mm -hmm. well, you have you have that's what I mean. I, Billy can score. He can shoot a couple birdies in a round. That's why he's a good player. But he can also shoot a nine. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because he can get around a green and he can chunk it. He three, went four that times. second round. He went like snowman, snowman. Uh, I'm like Jesus, Bill. Uh, like, come on. He's like, I'm trying. <laughs> Where the fuck was your game from yesterday? <laughs> yeah. I said, hey, well, maybe the wind should be blowing yeah. forty knots, forty miles an hour. Yeah. Where, where you, was he playing with his brother on no, the second day? No. Yeah, we, I think we got that, paired up with a couple of random guys. Yeah, I think that that compete factor, right? I well, know. here's the beauty. Here's the beauty of it. Uh, his brother was having the round of his life huh. and he had a commitment that he had to go away a meeting something that he had to do so he leave, he left at 16 and if he would have if he would have finished with pars yeah. and even a bogey, it would have been the round of his life too. Yeah. And you're gonna take two strokes away from that? No. I said, my, my partner comes from some good fucking genes, yeah. okay? So <laughs> what do you mean? You tell me he can't just go shoot the best round of his life? No, and if know. it would have been Joe, you know, if it would have been Joe on that aspect, his brother, yeah. they would have never took two strokes no away from him. No chance. Not a chance, and that that's, that's where I think you get into the, I think a lot of the times, you know, maybe the Hanahan, the Maurer, Ehrman, like gives you the benefit but you were in a situation where they didn't give a shit because they had their good old boy group and they knew who they wanted to have. Them. Yeah, absolutely. But, and that's that's when you really that's when pride kicks in, right? Yeah, it was a joke. The money the money doesn't matter. The winning the winning is what matters. The, the competitiveness and that's. Well, I would say that's you got screwed, Jack. Yeah. That, that's <laughs> you're a ninety nine percenter when it comes to getting. You know, that's that's the stories we want to hear. Is uh, how'd you get screwed? Because we've all been there. Yeah. It might have been to get to the big leagues. It might have been to make the high school varsity golf team. But you get screwed. We want to hear the stories. Absolutely. Yeah. And I think that's 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 the whole thing about it. It doesn't matter what it is, when it happened. Like we want to hear what's going on. And these stories are great. Like we can we can have the podcast that talks about everything that all the one percenters do and all these great things and accolades they have. We want to hear how situations like Jack probably hasn't dealt with a situation like that where they're going to cut two strokes off the <laughs> no, no chance. You know, the chair, like, you know how I am? I'm Jack Hanahan. I'm playing with yeah. Lamar. Like, this is bullshit. And when they just, they, they held to it, you're like, you know, I got fucked. And you start feeling like a common folk, right? You feel like a 99 percenter. You're like, yeah. I am a 99 percenter. Like, now I know what it feels like to get fucked. Like, that ain't right. You know? No, that was awesome, Jack. We, you know, we could sit here and tell you're, you got so many baseball stories. Uh, rumor has it you might be a co-host with us here down the road. Oh, but, yeah, uh, appreciate it. We appreciate your sure. time. Anything else you want to tell us quick about the big leagues? You know, what do you guys do before games really quick before we get off here? Oh, it yeah, no, it just depends if you get a couple hits or not. You know, it's always the same parking spot, same shower head. Um, no, the big leagues was fun. The minor leagues was a lot of fun, too. Yeah. And just the stories with the buddies. And, you know, when you get done, everybody says, hey, what do you miss about it? And it's just miss. I miss the competition and I miss my my boys that yep. I'd go into competition. The with. locker room. The locker room. Yeah. I got a quick thing too before I told him I would. I told him I'd at least talk about him a little bit, but uh, who I want to talk about your homeboy uh, Rick Bruso? Bruce. <laughs> he, he said was, he, he was a good. He was a good baseball he player. He said you're out of town. You're out of town roommates. What? When, those, said, when, those guys guys, went, when, bait, when the golfers went out of town, he said you're a roommate once in a while. Mm. Roommates never should tell stories though. That's it's a, a long that's time. The code. Ago, that's the code. No, oh, I know. I'm just saying. What do you think of Ricky? I mean, if you had a chance, I like Ricky. Yeah. yeah, Ricky's a stud. Yeah, and what yeah. I like about great Ricky shortstop, is, great. Yeah, and he just tells how it is. And uh, he's a good. Was he a good hockey player? Yeah, he's good. I mean, he was a smooth. Well, everyone's a good hockey player. Maybe we should get him on the podcast. Oh, Why yeah. didn't he make it? Yeah. Hey, did he be a perfect guy? Yeah. 
Did perfect make, guy. Did he make it? He, no, yeah. no, he didn't make it. No, perfect. He's per. Yeah, he's yeah. gonna be on. I mean, do you think? I got. Let's be honest. Do you think he deserved to make it? I mean, he was. What baseball or hockey? Both. I've never seen him play hockey. What about baseball? Now. No, I mean, <laughs> he wouldn't bunt down the line. No, I mean, no, he no, He was a good shortstop. But, uh, I mean, no, Rob Quinlan. But he's a great guy. Quinny, yeah. Quinny made it. Quinny, oh, yeah. Quinny played eight years. Oh, yeah. Nine years. Yeah. Maybe 10. I don't Were know. Were they at the same time? How about Joe Schmidt? Was he? Schmidt? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, dude. The old boys. Schmidt could hit. He didn't play much, but he could hit. Our, our graduating <laughs> year at Hill Murray 96, Joe Schmidt, Bruce Hall. We had 14 guys on our hockey team that go Division One and baseball or hockey. You know, not that senior year, but maybe they were juniors or sophomores. Did you guys win any championship? No, we never won. <laughs> we never went to the state tournament. I lost two games my junior senior year. We didn't go to the state tournament. So you tell me, guy that got fucked. <laughs> no, that's that's awesome. We'll get those guys on. Uh, Jack, thanks for your time. Thanks for having me. Awesome boys. stories. Uh, we can be heard on Spotify, Apple, YouTube, and all their platforms where you get your podcasts. Please like and subscribe. And for all those listeners out there, keep telling those stories because we want to hear them and maybe we'll tell them on this pod. Let's go. See you, good boys.